Hey guys, I'm Meredith Baker reporting for On the Map, Off the Radar, and today we have with us Kenyon and my fellow classmate Stanley Kamau, who's going to be talking to us about security uh, responses by the government in Kenya. Some of you may remember the Garissa University shootings last month where um, 147 students were killed by Islamic militant group Al-Shabaab. Stanley actually wrote an article two months before the attacks talking about what um, need to happen for the government to improve their security responses to terrorist attacks. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And could you start by telling us what the government response was to the Garissa University attacks and some of the main criticisms of their response? Um, well, I'm, the response to the Garissa attack was definitely an improvement from the previous, uh, what we've seen previously with attacks, for instance, the Westgate attack in Nairobi um, the previous year. Um, obviously, this time around, the government seemed more coordinated um, and more um, and performed much better in terms of dealing with the response. However, um, there were complaints about how long it actually took for the security agencies to respond to the attack which means that there are a certain number of people whose lives could actually have been saved. So the government was criticized for that, and it appears that some bad decisions were made in terms of the response. However, it was definitely an improvement from, from what we've seen previously. Yeah. And in your article that you wrote, actually before the attacks occurred, you laid out a few steps that the government should take to improve security. Could you discuss those here? Yeah, I mean, um, if I could just take two main issues that I think would significantly help the improvement of uh, managing security in Kenya. The first one is actually um, taking intelligence seriously. I mean, the Minister for Security has just um, accepted the fact that the intelligence uh, on the Garissa attack, which was actually available, was ignored by the other security agencies. Um, which means that this attack could actually have been um, avoided, uh, but wasn't. And it seems that actually even the Westgate attack, the intelligence was there before the attack. So obviously taking heed of uh, intelligence and better coordination of the agencies would, would help. The second issue is uh, we definitely need to think about um, a serious counter-radicalization uh, policy. Um, what seems to be happening now is, and from the speeches we hear from the government leaders, is a lot of focus on the use of force to actually deal with terrorists. But we need to think about more um, nuanced approaches to reaching out to the communities where these terrorists are recruiting from, um, being able to out-recruit the terrorist groups to make people actually feel proud and want to, to fight on the side of Kenya rather than fighting against Kenya. And because uh, you mentioned uh, previously that a last law graduate was one of the Yes, definitely, which means the that the, the terrorist group is actually becoming attractive to even people who have degrees, who have degrees yeah which means the government actually needs to be able to reach out a bit more to youth to stop them from actually getting um, enlisted by these terrorist groups. And moving forward, because for the government to just respond when an attack happens, you need to be also on the offense to kind of prevent the attack. So do you think 
then this kind of recruitment effort is one of the main preventative measures, or do you think there are other things that could also be done? I mean, there are definitely other things to do, and uh, it's not saying that the government should avoid the use of force, actually, to deal with terrorists. It's just saying that you're much better off always with dealing with terrorists when you actually avoid attacks rather than trying to deal with the attacks once they, once they happen. Happened. Yes. Um, and being a Kenyan studying abroad, how do you find that the outside media has portrayed Kenya? Do you think it's been marginalized certain issues or overemphasized certain issues? Well, I mean, obviously, the media has to report the reality, what is happening on the ground. But occasionally what we see with, with Western media especially is to um, overemphasize the magnitude of the cases and sort of to create the impression that the entire country is under attack or that the country is actually the most insecure place in the world, for instance, which obviously aids the terrorists in terms of uh, their objective of actually sort of destroying the economy of the country by, for instance, scaring the tourists away. Um, so I think it would be helpful if the media, especially international media, would take a more nuanced approach and seek to actually understand the dynamics of the violence as they happen at the local level and also to, to determine you know, the trends and patterns rather than just painting the country blanket as being a very unsafe place. When the attacks are actually happening in specific in, regions. In certain specific places. And in any case, terrorism is a, a global, global phenomenon. So, right. um, I mean, the whole world actually needs to come together to support Kenya and any other countries that are facing these sort of challenges rather than um, appearing to actually be on the side of the terrorists. Right, exactly. Well, this has been so interesting. Thank you so much for talking with us. And we will include a link to Stanley's article in the Daily Nation below the video. Thanks for watching On the Map, Off the Radar.